With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Podcast Playground. Hooray! Hey! It's my song! Let's sing it! It's gonna be fucking awesome! Come on! It's gonna be fucking awesome! You know the words! It's gonna be fucking awesome! What's up, my friends? How you doing? Love you. Uh, thank you for joining me <clears throat> on another cool episode of The Coolest Geek Alive. I am your host, Jesse Blaze Snyder. The Coolest Geek Alive. That is me. You are my listeners. The Coolest Geeks Alive. Because you have the information. I lay it all out. You've got it. You know what I know. <laughs> well, <laughs> as much as I can give you. Uh, it's so crazy. I said, I was thinking the other day, like, I should try to put some of these, like, not like take the actual episodes, but some of the information. Because I spread so much information about throughout so many episodes. And there's so many things that I give out that I think are just like really important and great for writers because really that's the perspective that I give everything to you from as a writer you know whether I'm writing songs or whether I'm writing comic books it's all ultimately the same thing you know just trying to connect with an audience and uh, really you know give them what they want I'm somebody who believes you know that essentially the audience is always right um, you know that I, you know an idea, a, a, a thing that you want to say or do is generated from inside of you. And if you feel it very strongly, you should do it. You should make it. But that's where you stop. As a creative person, that's where you stop. You are the genesis. You are the, ooh, wouldn't it be interesting if... You know, right now we, we have a great concept. Uh, we're shooting a video for it for uh, Dilf USA. Which, by the way, Dilf USA just put out our video, Money Ain't Funny, uh, which is like a lampoon of the WGA strikes. I think it's really fucking funny. Uh, me and my girl Julie did it together. Like, it was our first video that we didn't use any of my pro friends um, that I, like, I've worked on other shows with or whatever. And um, it, it came out really great. So check that out. It's on the Dilf USA YouTube and on the Blacklight District Studios YouTube. Money Ain't Funny, Dilf USA. It's really awesome. But we're shooting a video right now called... Um, we gave an alligator mushrooms and conceptually you know this was something that i had a bug up my ass to to make you know it, and the lyrics and and melody kind of just came out of me but i didn't have the rest of the the chorus i wasn't sure what it was you know so at a certain point you have to push yourself over to the creative process in the case of a song right uh, but it's the same thing for a film or a comic book or whatever you know so now 
um, I pass on these pieces to Robbie, my guitar player. And now Robbie sends me a bit, and it's not exactly what I was expecting in terms of, uh, you know, I thought we had the chorus maybe, and now I'm realizing that it's a verse, and he's built a chorus. And now I create a new chorus, you know, kind of based on some pieces that he gives to me, which initially I'm like, I don't, like, I it wasn't exactly what I was expecting. You know, the, the creative process of the thing, ultimately you, you have to work in cooperation with the people who you're collaborating with. And then at the end of the day too, it's all about making it sound good to the audience and choosing, you know, the right music that's gonna support it in a positive way that the audience is gonna connect with. You know, you can have your story mean whatever it means, but if your dialogue is completely crap and clunky and uh and there's nothing visually interesting going on and uh you're not playing to your page turns in a comic book or playing to your commercial breaks in a television show or um you know building suspense and 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 giving the the proper like arc of you know three act arc you know traditional three act arc of a film um you're you're not going to have an audience you know so so you have the idea and the oh this is my fun idea i like this but then you have to open yourself up to the process and you have to be cooperative with the process and in collaboration with others. And, you know, comic books is kind of one of the smallest uh, amount of people in collaboration, which is why it's so wonderful and why it's the best medium. Um, because it, it is, can be, you know, me and Steve Kurth were about to launch our comic book, um, Fucking for Our Future. Me and Steve essentially did that all by ourselves, just he and I. Um, you know, with the Kickstarter, uh, I, I, I did Photoshopping and all the other stuff, and he colored the book and lettered the book. Um, you know, uh, uh, the the covers, we brought in uh, a friend that we found online uh, who we really liked his colors, you know, to do some of our covers. But um, two people, you know, two people in, in cahoots, uh, we, we essentially did everything. It's pretty cool, right? As you go up into... Um, when you're a novel writer, you're still in cahoots with a certain amount of, of people because, you know, usually you have an editor or whatnot. But at the same time, you could do it by yourself and you could put out a novel. Um, novels are the hardest things to get people to read. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's it's hard to get people to watch your movie and, and, and check out your things sometimes. Because, uh, you know, especially if people like you, people don't want to not like the thing. And like, I don't want to say, I don't want to see it, not like it, and then have to tell you I didn't like it. <laughs> you know, it's 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 real. These are the problems that artists have. But the the point of all the things is the the idea is important and that idea will come from you. And if you feel it strongly, you are not the only one. So when you're writing for yourself, you're writing for yourself safely in the knowledge that if I feel it strongly, that means there is an audience. That means other people probably feel this strongly as well. And, you know, and the way that works is, you know, if you if, if you're there's a great book called The Field that basically explains how everything is connected by energetic fields all across planet Earth. And um, we feel things We're like that as an energetic consciousness, like a beehive or a thing like, you know, um, poles shift and, and opinions change. You know, right now there's a, a major shift going from left wing to right wing um, that's been taking place slowly over time. But now all of a sudden you see pretty major as the mainstream is getting involved and in saying a lot of the things that uh, the fringe has been saying for quite a long time. 
So there's like this energetic shift uh, that's happening because basically people are feeling the peer pressure, right? And what does it ultimately mean? Well, actually, there's another example of this, too. Uh, people getting ideas, the same ideas at the same time. There's three movies out with the same concepts, same studios, same scripts. Like, you know, ideas are in the ether, you know, all of them. Ideas of what we like, ideas of what we want, they're, they're there. So when you feel something very strongly, <clears throat> it's okay to selfishly go ahead with that baseline idea because... Ultimately, what that means is you're feeling it strongly. You're tuning in to not just yourself, but others. Other people feel this way. We all feel this way, right? So that's great. But that's the end of the narcissism in creative process. And then it becomes, how do I make this great? You know, if I'm telling a Thor story, how do I make Thor look great? How do I make Blade look great? How do I make Wolverine, you know, his awesome self? based on this kernel of the story that I feel passionate about that I want to tell, right? Anyway, um, I'm going to probably do a episode that is dedicated to talking about just writing and process and, and um, I don't know, as soon as I find like a good angle to approach it from, uh, I'm going to. So uh, I'm thinking about it. Anyway, I'm also like going to be continuing my positive vibes on the channel. I don't know if anybody caught this weekend's episode. Animal World, holy fuck. Animal World is so awesome. It's a Chinese movie. It's really, 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 really dope. You can watch it on YouTube for free right now. Uh, even if you don't listen to that episode, just go watch Animal World. It's fucking awesome. Um, it's one of the best things that's come out in the past 10 years. Um, okay, so today... We are talking about Sony and their Spider-Verse and what they are doing versus what they should be doing. All right. They recently announced a while ago, and I think it's still in the offing, a fucking film adaptation version of a character from Spider-Man called El Morto. I am very well-versed in Spider-Man. I have no fucking clue who that is. Um, I think my friend Aaron, who's, you know, a generation... He's been reading, like, maybe two generations longer than me in comics because I think maybe he started a little, little earlier than me. So I think he had some knowledge. He was like, yeah, this is like a spider But it's not like a popular fucking character this isn't somebody that people are clamoring to see there's there's not many el muerto series for them to be basing this shit on which is you know this is the whole problem here too it's like you're doing shit that like madam web this this movie that they just put out um one madam web was not a good choice period they should not have chosen Madam Web. It was, it was just a bizarre choice. Um, the authentic idea behind Madam Web is that she's this old blind psychic lady, um, you know, who ties in with Spider-Man. You know, basically, and and this is the big problem with the majority of the things that that you guys want to do or have access to or whatever else. They all tie in with Spider-Man. You know, Venom is better with Spider-Man. 
it's great to get some aspects of Venom right because Venom is interesting in his own right, but also Venom is much more interesting with Spider-Man. The story of Eddie Brock and, um, and you know, essentially Eddie represented Flash Thompson coming into the photography world. High school never ends. Here's Peter Parker again being bullied by this dude pushing him down and breaking his camera and trying to get Spider-Man pictures instead of him. And it brings out something really petty in Peter. Um, and, um, you know, and, and, and this whole, especially because of the, the black suit costume that he's dealing with. And basically when this costume comes off of him, it gets to Venom and, and Eddie Brock and Venom become this great, uh, heel for Spider-Man because he's this hulking bully, you know, this this larger character who no longer sets off Spider-Man's spider sense so he can sneak up on him unlike every other character under the sun. And he's genuinely dangerous and deranged and we see what had happened to Spider-Man, a good guy. Little do we imagine what's happening to Eddie Brock who's not such a good guy. Um, all of that story is great you know see it's been retold in cartoons and stuff different ways and a very shitty version of it is told in spider-man 4 uh because you get that Topher grace character who's just sort of like a a shitty mirror image of peter parker which is not the same archetype that venom is meant to be so not a big fan of that spider-man 4 venom you know of course we get some amount of this hulking venom that's you know, taking over your mind kind of thing in the Venom films, which are, I guess, mindless fun. The second one of that really aggravated me. The Carnage character and that thing, if you haven't read the comics, I mean, essentially the complete opposite. Shriek is obsessed with him. He doesn't, he's like, he can't love. Like he's like, he's, he's like just this fucking maniac. Um, Hated the depiction of, of him and in that, like it, like, the movie's okay. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Dumb. Mostly dumb. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Okay, so you got Madam Web here. And it's interesting because, so I've read a lot of these comics. So you've got Maddie Franklin in the Madam Web thing. And Maddie Franklin is a Spider-Man character. I read some of her issues. It wasn't the strongest character. She wasn't black. Um, and it wasn't awesome. Then they did this, um, this Spanish, uh, girl, Ariana or Arana, I think is like a Spanish for spider kind of thing. Um, I kind of liked that book. 
Um, and um, I used to read things with my children in mind. And I used to read things with, uh, well, even before I had children, I would read things with my children in mind because I would think I'd love to get them in the comic books. What are, you know, some good things to get them in? And um, Ar- Arana was really kind of cool. Uh, she didn't have a typical Spider-Man costume. Um, she was like, you always had like a backpack on and like a t-shirt and a mask and uh, kind of funky. I think over time they did like give her some sort of costume or whatever. But she was really cool. She was this like scrappy uh, uh, Spanish girl with spider Spider-Man powers and um, quite liked her. Um, she wasn't in a team book with Madam Web and all these other characters. She was a little girl with spider powers trying to figure out her shit. Um, and that was cool. I might have liked to see that movie. Arana. She's in the Madam Web movie, but like I'm, you know, no interest in that because this isn't anything that they've ever done. Like that's not a book that I've ever read. That's not a book I was asking you to make. Um, they just kind of piecemealed something together that they thought would appeal to ladies. But the ladies um, seem even less interested than the men when they feminize masculine stuff. And you can go look at the numbers um, online to like the audience, like Marvels and stuff like that. They, they, the, even less women showed up. More men, a higher percentage of men have shown up to Madam Web and these things. Because basically there's a certain amount of brand loyalty from men who have traditionally bought these comics and have an awareness for these things. Like, I actually know who these spider women are. And then the Julia Carpenter spider woman, who's um, like the nerdy chick uh, who everybody thinks is really hot. Sweeney, something Sweeney. Um, She, I mean, largely I've read her... I don't know, in a dozen different like team books and uh, things. Maybe I've read a mini series with her or something like that. But uh, generally speaking, I haven't been around when she's had a lot of like solo stuff. Um, she's a character that hasn't ever really taken off, but you kind of sometimes like to see her because she's likable um, in her portrayals in the comic books, but she's not not great not really well defined as an individual character she's like a team character she's one of the people who meet, makes the most sense here the Maddie Franklin spider girl was like short lived because it wasn't really very good was very interesting so that one it's like okay um, and then Ariana was good and she could have did maybe a movie maybe he did like an Ariana movie with Madam Web and did Madam Web like for reals I don't know. I don't even know why you need fucking Madam Web. Madam Web is like such a. Madam Web is nothing. Like Madam Web is nothing that like anybody really gives a shit about. A- at all. Uh, when they announced that movie, I just there was just laughter from me and all my friends, and my friends being people who actually read comics and buy the shit, and they're like. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> you know it's like if like before lord of the rings was made and uh you know and people didn't have like a familiarity with it and they were like um yeah man they're doing a a movie about gimli's cousin (laughs) 
like some fucking like who? Oh yeah, Madam Web from from some of those stories. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's not our favorite. <laughs> She's not like on like the top tier list of Spider-Man characters. This was not a good choice. And then meanwhile, what was maybe a great choice was Craven, but not the way they did it. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the trailers, but they've reimagined him as a fucking animal rights guy. He's a hunter. <laughs> He's a fucking hunter, guys. He is the guy posing with the draft, posing with the lion. That's why we hate him, but we love him because he's so pure in what he is that he's awesome. You just have to lean into that, unfortunately. They're like, well, we can't have him be a fucking guy who hunts animals. <laughs> what is the point of a Craven the Hunter who doesn't hunt? <laughs> what is this shit? Um, Morbius, I, I enjoyed, actually. I thought, you know, by the time all of the fucking things were said about it and I, I tell you guys this all the time like if I really think that I'm not going to enjoy something I won't watch it but if I'm interested in it and uh and I'm worried I'm not gonna like it I will listen to everything to like spoil a lot of things for myself and then I'll go watch it and a lot of times I find that I really like the thing or you know didn't mind it at all and I largely liked Morbius um <clears throat> I don't think um they should be afraid uh to uh try to um you know you know, let it rest for a second or whatever, but bring back that character. I think people might be happy to see him under the right circumstances. And I actually have a whole bunch of plans that we're going to get into in a second about, like, you know, how they could turn this ship around just immediately, fix all this stuff. Like, I mean, there's, like, so many fucking options, really. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Just last couple things. That I'll say about what they're doing, what they've been doing. So the the Into the Spider-Verse cartoons are fucking great. Very, very pleased with that. Um, granted, the second movie is not close to as good as the first movie. The opening is very bloated with Gwen Stacy's character and her backstory. It's like fucking like 20 minutes or it feels like it is before the spider-verse credits come up and we move over to miles morales and um i that that for me was like just like ugh. um and then the um the end of the movie was fucking anticlimactic as hell should have did something to end that movie excited like in an excited way and not just like you know like dun 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 like fuck you movie um but they're beautiful. They're awesome. I, I'm, I'm with it. Okay. Uh, the last Spider-Man movie was great. This Craven thing is an abomination. Uh, Madam Web was a terrible idea to start. El Morte, are you fucking kidding me? 
Silver Sable and Black Cat, I think, was something that they were talking about. Um, I think they should go all in on Silver Sable, and they shouldn't put Black Cat in there. I think that Black Cat should be saved for something else. I'm going to get into that in a second. Um, I don't think any of these ideas are going to set the world on fire in any way, shape, or form. But... I believe that you, Sony, you can set the world on fire. Do you want to know how? Okay, here goes. Well, the very first thing that I would recommend is Ultimate Universe Miles Morales Spider-Man adaptation. Your movie literally starts on the death of Spider-Man. That's the the trailers, and Miles Morales finds the fucking suit, and I mean, you know, I mean, gets the powers, and 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 his whole origin. I haven't read these books in a long time, but they were great. They were genuinely great. Ultimate Spider-Man was awesome, and it put forth all sorts of very interesting and different versions of Spider-Man's Rogues Gallery into the universe that Miles Morales comes up against. He also comes up against the Prowler. Bringing the Prowler to life on the big screen would be amazing. So you get Prowler established, you get Miles Morales established, uh, Ultimate Spider-Man dies and thing, and then you get that world and those ultimate versions of the characters based on the comics that people read. They were really great. These comic books are are beloved. They have been uh, reprinted and printed you know, time and time again. You can get an easy trilogy out of this. You get a trilogy out of Miles Morales and make him fucking awesome, right? Meanwhile, you launch, and uh, I guess I'll save that one for a second. You don't plan a trilogy, but once you get Miles Morales and you did it right and everybody's happy, you announce... A sequel to that and you announce Gwen Stacy spider Gwen ghost spider whatever you want to call her ghost spider I think maybe the the best the best way because there are other spider woman and whatnot and you don't want to cannibalize that IP and ghost spiders cute her, her costume so great now she's largely a visual IP but she is something where a lot of great artists have come in and reimagined various villains from her uh, stuff. So you, 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 there's some things that have been put down. I'm sure I haven't read a lot of them um, because she kind of came along afterwards. Spider Gwen was a weird one. She was a uh, like a cover variant uh, character that was designed, and the design of the costume was just so damn well done, and the color scheme and everything that people were just like, "This shit's fucking awesome." Um, and, um, she ended up kind of like being birthed from that. Um, so, you know, there's maybe a little bit of wiggle room with, you know, how they want to approach her or whatever, but, uh, you know, you got to try to make her world as unique as possible. I think it's worth going in and doing the Peter Parker, death of Peter Parker, Gwen Stacy thing. Um, you know, in these alternate universes, because, you know, it is important. Like these are the worlds without Peter. Um, and it makes Peter important uh, when, you know, like, like, so like, I don't think, don't be afraid to lean into that. Um, 
if the Gwen Stacy movie is wildly successful, uh, you know, you bring it back for a sequel. Uh, but yeah, and and you can do a you know a, a little a little world of, of of movies here for her as well. They both are in their own universes. Do not cross them over. Don't cross them over. It'll be tempting. Give them three films each. And if if Gwen's movie is like, you know, middle of the road and like people aren't like into it, you just give her one movie. Um, but you continue with Miles's three. Um now, meanwhile, um you can do the same thing with well Sorry, I'm just trying to see what the best way to frame all of this for you guys is as well. Um, all right, yeah. I'll say additionally, um, I think that it's worth doing a Spider-Man noir movie. I think it's worth casting Nicolas Cage and doing something very grounded, very cool, very gritty. Um, you can just go watch any of the classic films that don't uh, cross the R-rated line. Uh, you could make something that's awesome and PG-13 and cool and expands this universe. If people really like it, again, you can do some more. And if you do a really good job with this, people will really like it. Um, it's basically like The Shadow. You know, if you do a pulp, a pulp film with Spider-Man noir, it could be very cool. You really, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, those fans are already aging. This is like the people who are excited about this. You can take so much of that film and blow it up. Um, also, I think a Spider-Ham animated film is worth putting the time into. Again, there are some great variations of these characters. Playing up of the variations of the various bad guys and getting in more. Spider-Man has lots more bad guys. Like really, some fun ones, and um, you know, th there's there's plenty to play with. They don't work as lead characters themselves, almost none of them, um, but they do function great as protagonists. And in this multiverse thing, where you've got an ultimate um, uh, universe with um, the ultimate Spider-Man and Miles Morales's versions of the villains, and Gwen's uh, Stacy's version of her villains from her reality, and the Spider-Man noir version of the villains from his reality. Um, this oh, and the same thing with the Spider-Ham. Like this creates a situation for fun and crossovers and things. Meanwhile, I say you launch. Spider-Man 2099. This you launch with an idea of a trilogy. The end trilogy being some sort of crossover between the Spider-Verses. And if all of this goes well, you know, you do three futuristic Spider-Man movies. They're awesome future versions of these things. You introduce Venom 2099 at the end of the freaking movie. Um... It'll be great. It'll be you can make up some more of your own twenty ninety nine Spider Man villains. It it'll be fucking awesome. Super high technology, super cool. Um, and the twenty ninety nine know that the twenty ninety nine movie's building to something more, and you know, and you build it to end on like some crazy thing. You know, like you need to be teasing it at the end of Spider Man twenty ninety nine number two, 
and then Spider-Man 29 into 3, it's like all fucking hell breaks loose thing, whatever. And then once that goes good, do a fucking a big app plan, like a, a multi-part movie of Spider-Verse, you know, and like all these things crossing over and whatnot. By then you'll have a decent blueprint for some of this stuff and like what works really great from the animated surf, uh, the animated film that you've made and from the um, comic books uh, that have already done this material a number of times now. Um, and there's some great stuff to mine. Um, that's there. That's there for you to do. Okay? And that's plenty. Like, that's a shitload of stuff that I just said. So, I mean, like, you could do that alone and you're good. However, I think there's more that you could do. I think that Andrew Garfield's universe needs to continue. And I think that's where you bring in Black Cat for a Spider-Man 3. Um, you know, Gwen Stacy died in, uh, you know, Spider-Man 2. Black Cat, he can get involved in whatever. You get some alternative uh, things going on. Uh, you know, with Andrew Garfield um, and see if you can uh, get, you know, get it right. He's a great Spider-Man and you've got your own Spider-Man right there. Okay. Additionally, you can continue the Sam Raimi, Tommy McGuire, Spider-Man universe by introducing Mayday Parker spider girl she is a spider girl of basically the near future and you know with her mom and dad uh who are a little older um you can do a fifth movie to basically wrap up spider-man's story have him sort of retire um have his daughter at whatever age makes sense kind of thing as a baby or whatever else time going by and then introduce us to Teenage Mayday Parker at the end of the movie and then follow it up with Spider-Girl starring Toby and Kirsten Dunst as her parents and moving the universe forward for the Sam Raimi universe and being able to introduce all that stuff that you guys own from the Spider-Girl series which is quite beloved Tom DeFalco and uh, Ron Friends and who else worked on that shit um, <clears throat> I never got into the Spider-Girl book it was like a little bit into its run when I started like really uh, getting more heavily, becoming a heavier reader. Uh, and so it was just like a little intimidating. I always planned on going back around to getting it. And it was kind of part of this whole universe with like this juggernaut that was a good guy and um, a couple other characters. And Wild Thing was a female Wolverine. Had a cool costume. And uh, so I, I didn't ever read it, but it was very beloved. It went on... I think like a hundred issues and had its own, just its own story world universe. That was really good and, and, and well liked. Um, you know, there it is. That's something that you could get to take two movies and you got spider girl. That's a switching Indiana Jones out for a girl and people won't mind because it's actually based on something we like. Uh, I'm sorry. There's like some sort of noise going on outside and I, I can't necessarily do anything about it or maybe I will do something about it for a second. Or nah, fuck it. I'm making you deal with it because it's already it's already quiet and go. All right. Um. So, so I mean, look at that. Like a, a definite trilogy for Miles Morales Spider Man. A definite trilogy for 2099 Spider Man. Um. 
you could uh, definitely get at least you know two movies out of ending Sam Raimi's universe and introducing Spider Girl uh, in her own movie and see how it goes. Um, Andrew Gar- Garfield and Black Cat, I think in particular for Andrew Garfield, a great place to uh, utilize that character. You think Black Cat has some star power? Awesome. Yeah, do Spider Man and Black Cat starring Andrew Garfield if you want to. That's kind of cool and sexy instead of Spider-Man 3 or whatever. That's cool. Plus, you got the Gwenverse, which I think you could possibly get two or three movies out of that um, if you do it right. And Spider-Man Noir, I think you get two or three movies out of that. Additionally, Superior Foes of Spider-Man is super fun. Um, You could call it the Sinister Syndicate. You could call it the Sinister Six. Um, if you like those bits better. Um, but it is a genuinely funny book, and you would have to make a genuinely funny film. But it's something, you know, along the lines of like a Suicide Squad or whatever else, like let's take a look at minor villains and, you know, and and have a go at them. Um, It's great. And you could do it in the um, Andrew Garfield universe, and you could introduce those guys in the Andrew Garfield movie um, and have him be fighting with and then you can have them you know off on their own adventures uh, that's a fun one um, if if done well and and made genuinely funny um, <clears throat> this is something that the audience would be like oh cool yeah, yeah yeah I read those books or I heard those books were really good cool additionally man wolf Sony owns man wolf man wolf is J Jonah Jameson's son uh, John Jameson Um and his book is pretty awesome. My father, uh, Mr. D. Schneider, um, is a huge Man Wolf fan. I actually inherited from him a piece of Marv Wolfman art from the end of a Man Wolf cover. The Man Wolf is out for your stinking blood. The Man Wolf really has his own backstory and everything. He's got this like gem that's like in his throat and um gives him this power, turns him into a werewolf. Uh, <clears throat> it's some really cool sci-fi space werewolf shit. And if they made it genuinely scary and genuinely cool, um, they could do something great. Um, an appearance appearance by uh, Michael Morbius would be appropriate here. Um, and, uh, you know, you've got the beginnings of a little um horror stable of characters here in the universe so is venom you know like like there's some things that you guys could do and set up here um if you get man wolf going and man wolf has just tons of source material that people really like uh granted you know man wolf hasn't been a popular character for a long time but still the material is there to find uh is genuinely good um is or some of it anyway um and like there's some great visuals at the very least, you know, Marv Wolfman art and whatnot. And um, and the the themes, the genre bending, sci-fi, horror, it's it's great, great uh, ingredients for the stew that you're trying to make with a Spider Verse, right? Okay. Also, Silver Sable and Wild Pack. Um. They wanted to do Silver Sable and Black Cat. Silver Sable and Wild Pack. Silver Sable is the leader of a mercenary team. And she is like the Punisher, but a chick 
She's like the Punisher with tits, um, but for hire and like, you know, super, super tough. And like over the top, like that was that was the thing. She was really over the top. And to do an over the top action movie with Silver Sable and the Wild Pack, it's really um, it could be very fun. It could be awesome. Uh, there's some really great stuff with them in the comics, and um, and they uh, the source materials there, and there's a fan base for that stuff, and uh, yeah, you know it's 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 really it's really up to you guys to make something awesome, but when you do something like ads, it's Silver Sable and Black Cat, and that's not anything that there's any basis in the comics. It basically, shows us the audience that you have no faith in what you're putting out there. And you're hedging your bets versus Silver Sable and Wild Pack. Yeah, there's some great comics. Really thought we could do something great with the idea. And when we cast so-and-so, we knew we had it fucking all worked out, right? That's what it should be. Anyway, I'm getting towards the end of my my suggestions here. But look at this. Look at what they have to do. I mean, like, you know, the, the early stuff that I said is, is really, like, some of the best stuff. It's like just taking everything that's already working for them and continuing it. But Man Wolf could be cool. Superior Foes of Spider Man could be cool. Silver Sable and Wild Pack could be cool. Also, or alternatively, if they wanted to get a new Spider Man in there in an interesting way, they could do the Clone Saga. And they could have a brainwashed dude who the audience knows is a clone um, dealing with, like, all this life shit uh, and confusion and build up to a confrontation with Tom Holland Spider-Man. And honestly, they could do it, like, in multiple, you know, they could do a trilogy with that. You know, you go... The first movie is this guy, he's Spider-Man, and da, 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 And by the time the movie ends, he's like, oh shit, I'm not Spider-Man, that guy's Spider-Man. And then you do a sequel film where, you know, he's wrestling with this and dealing with various things and trying to be, his, and, and maybe there's a, a, an appearance by Tom Holland, Spider-Man, or, or whatever it is, and then you lead to a third movie where these two have a confrontation. And he's just like, sorry, dude, like, you know, you don't even look like me. You know, they just used my DNA to make you, you know, thing. And they gave you my memories and blah, 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 blah. You know, you, you aren't me, man. Um, I think that could actually be very cool. An interesting way for them to do the um, get another Spider-Man. Uh, have it mean something. You know the Ben Riley spot. There's there's been plenty of just stories that have have really made the Clone Saga look good. The real problem with the Clone Saga at the time was that it just it never ended. It went on forever. They made them like keep it going. It was supposed to end relatively quickly. I don't remember how many issues or something, but it wasn't going to last even close to as long as it did. And it went on for just years. But still, after the fact, lots of people have have uh, utilized the story and aspects of the story to good effect. And um, the Scarlet Spider, Kane, all these characters that they own from the Spider-Man verse connected to the Clone Saga, well, you can't really use any of those guys unless you open the door up to the Clone Saga. So there you go. 
and three films, you could make something happen there. And depending on, you know, you, you really got to read the audience and whatnot, but, you know, you can now have another Spider-Man in the Spider-Man universe. You could also have the other Spider-Man be the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man or any other thing. You'd have to be the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. You, you, could, you could do it in a lot of different ways. And then you've got a new Spider-Man. You know, like, so So there's a lot of cool ways to do this here. Um, finally, I just want to mention, it wasn't a very popular comic book, but I loved it. It's called The Slingers, and they own The Slingers, Sony. Slingers were four characters who all got a hold of these alternative Spider-Man costumes that weren't really Spider-Man costumes. Spider-Man decided to, like, go undercover kind of thing, and... Uh, he was the Hornet, he was Ricochet, he was Dusk, and he was Prodigy. And all four of these costumes I really like. I used to draw them all the time. Uh, not the black one, Dusk, so much, but they all had something kind of cool about them. And um, <laughs> I don't know how you necessarily introduce it is the problem because the storyline's kind of a weird one. It was about Spider-Man trying out a whole different bunch of costumes and and doing the thing i mean actually to some degree it could be a cool a cool spider-man story arc and then like you know i mean like movie like do a movie where he's like trying all these different costumes and stuff um it's a little bit of a bummer when you haven't seen spider-man fight so many villains and then like he would be in alternative costumes so it's like you don't necessarily want to see it happen anytime soon but the slingers is pretty cool i think eventually it'd be worth to doing something with slingers uh at sony but um but really like get all this shit going okay miles morales number one with a bullet 2099 spidey number two Okay, and then Andrew Garfield. Um, I'm thinking with Black Cat, and you know some other villains would be good too. Um, and continue the Raimi universe to head towards Spider Girl, dude. Like do both those things. You know, the, after the success of that Spider-Man movie, you know people would love a conclusion to the Tobey Maguire universe. Who was the fan favorite? It was Andrew Garfield. Put Andrew Garfield with Black Cat. Make that shit happen. And then give give Gwen Gwen Stacy a try for Spider Gwen. Give Spider-Man Noir a try. Give Superior Foes of Spider-Man a try after you hopefully introduce them in one of these things here. Try the Man-Wolf. really think Man-Wolf is a great, great one to go with. And uh, Silver Sable and Wild Pack. Could be cool. Spider-Ham, animated film. Clone Saga at some point. Maybe Slingers. All right. Anyway, guys, um, I love you so much. If you're music fans like me, I do a new music show, uh, my podcast every Monday night. Uh, all your favorite bands suck. I just did Lonely Island this past week. Humor, punk rock, rap music, all the stuff that isn't necessarily uh, lifted up by the mainstream and given as much attention as it deserves, I'm giving attention to on my show. Anyway, it's a super positive show about music. I love music and I love to share it with people. So come listen to me every Monday. It's wherever you can find podcasts and stuff. 
Anyway, uh, you've been listening to The Coolest Geek Alive, uh, and uh, I hope you will uh, join me again uh, next time on another awesome episode. But uh, I should tell you to email me at jessieblazesjessiesnyder.com with uh, questions, comments, concerns, anything. Uh, tell me how much you love me. Tell me how much you hate me. I can take it. <laughs> I love hearing from you. Anyway, thank you all for listening to my show, and I hope you'll join me again next Wednesday and this coming Saturday for another fucking ass-kicking episode of The Coolest Geek Alive. Love ya. Peace. You've been listening to Coolest Geek Alive with me, your host, Jesse Blaze Snyder. Don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe for more excellent geek culture content. Thanks for listening. It's my favorite part! Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, 
TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 